Yo, what's happening, everybody? This is Jerome checking in again from the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Welcome back. We're on volume number 109, 109 of the uh, Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, the Quarantine Lean Edition. And um, man, this has been a very, very, man, it's been a long two years, actually. Uh, we've been in quarantine for at least two years. Um, and during this time, a lot of different things in our community um, is being revealed. And for the most part, I don't think that we're ready for, we were ready at all um, for a full onslaught of, I would say, silent attacks that have been cast upon us. Um, The first one was our health in regards to COVID. We lost almost a nice percentage of the older generation because their health wasn't intact. And as a result of that, when they caught COVID, um, it pretty much had had its way with their immune system. And that's a shame. Um, during this time, we realized that our financial, well, this is something that we already knew, but even our black financial professionals were not prepared to service Um, The small businesses, the small businesses that are in our communities, and not only were they not able to service them, but they were not able to navigate us through different types of programs, which was very, 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 I mean, I think embarrassing as a community. Um, We were not prepared to deal with um, rent. The how could I say this? the rent morandum or whatever it is. Y'all know what I mean in regards to people not being able to pay rent and how to get the actual proper resources. So our social services area let us down there. And also I'm going to speak upon a fine, a a foundational um, scenario here to where Say, for instance, today, today, as of today, if I'm not mistaken, African-Americans represent the lowest group of people within the United States in regards to home ownership. So as a result of that, that means that the homes, apartments. And any other businesses that are renting out everything that involves whether it's residential real estate or commercial real estate. Let's just think that something were to happen and the owners of these properties said, if you're black, you have to get out. What would happen? We're already under a civil, to me, unrest. We're very, very civilly unrested. And the reason why is because our foundation, it's like we're on a treadmill. You know, we're just running, 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 but we can never get foundation. Or, you know, we're in this never ending um, 
floor removal process to where we have to, you know, go to one side of the room until they repair this side of the floor and then go to the other side of the room until they repair this side of the floor. But please believe the reason why I'm saying this is because more and more real estate is being buying is being bought up, whether it's residential or commercial is being bought up by foreign investors. So as a result of that, the things that I'm saying, it, it, it may seem like it's a fairy tale, but it's really, really not. And what you're starting to see is more and more is the conversation about land ownership. If anybody has been tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast in the past, I have talked about the importance of African-Americans being able to produce our own food. And how at this point in time, that is more, that is becoming more and more important for us to support black farmers. And also for the black farmers to get together and get in one room and say, hey, look, we're going to open up a, a grocery store. Whether it's in, I mean, you wouldn't even have to do it in Chicago. I would say Lithonia, Georgia. And say, hey, look. I have 100 acres here. We could get somebody to build a makeshed grocery store. Just one. That everything that comes in that store is owned and produced by black people. So I know a lot of you are asking, well, you know what, Jerome, that's wistful, that's wistful thinking. And, you know, you just touched on four points. How is a grocery store going to transform everything that you talked about? One of the first things that we have to understand is, is that at this point in time, our particular health. Especially as men. We were not as healthy as our forefathers were. I mean, these men lived a long time. And they sure as hell didn't look as bad and drugged up and coked up as we did. Or as some of the people do now. Full of alcohol, full of anger, full of frustration. You know the reason why? Because a lot of these people were sharecroppers. So they were actually able to feed their family. They were actually able to raise their own Cows, raise their own pigs, raise their own chickens, grow their own apples, oranges, plums, peaches. They had everything right where they lived. So, and I don't want to get off topic, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back around. So when the great migration happened, a lot of the people from down South actually left their farms. They left their land to chase prosperity in the north but when they got to the north they was like damn man we should have just stayed down south you know so i'm gonna focus on land i'm gonna focus on say for instance if a family if a family of 50 at one time put in just once, and this could be income tax time, 
right? Put in $2,000. Just $2,000. That's 100000 They could easily buy 30 acres of land. Somewhere in the South. And that entire family could live on that 100 acres. They could build houses. You know, there could be a, a family garden. They could have their own community. Before you know it, someone could actually build a store. Now we're getting back to the store. This is where the store comes in at. Because now, when you own the land, you could build what they call a vertical empire, meaning that everything comes from the land. Everything starts from the land that you have. So say, for instance, if they don't want to occupy a certain amount of land, then, hey, they could just grow corn and sell the corn as a subsidy. And each family shares a percentage of the corn that's being sold for ethanol. Or if they don't want to do that, they could build um, a cow pasture or plant trees or whatever it is. But what I'm trying to say is, is that we don't know, we don't know what the future may bring. I just got an alert on my phone, you know, Samsung S10. That's where I do all my podcasting from. But y'all forgive me. But we don't know what the future may bring within this country right now. We don't know what Joe Biden is going to do. And I told everybody, no, do not vote for this man. Everybody thought that I was, oh, man, you, 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 you. Now people are starting to see, oh, like, holy, holy smokes. This dude is doing everything. This, but that's a whole nother show. But what I'm saying is, is that we don't know what, what it may bring. We don't know what the future may bring. So. So in regards to that, we have to be. Careful on how we move. On what on the things that we do. And even what we consume as people now. I'm not one of these woke people that get out here and just say, you know, da 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 da. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on all of that. Right? One thing that I do know is, is that with land comes opportunity. With land You have a foundation. And when you have a foundation. You have a future. Us as a people. Our future is dwindling away. Because number one, because of our leaders. Number two. Is because we have a. An excuse mindset. Everything is an excuse. Every single thing. If you say why black people aren't, we have an excuse. 
if we say, you know, why black people aren't prospering, I mean, we could, you know, black people blame everybody for our problems, but ourselves. And it's sad, but this is the truth. Me, myself, personally, I think our personal growth and my own personal growth, by the way, is very, very, very important. So the things that I mentioned earlier about us being healthy. Is personal growth. About how our financial sector failed us. That's growth. About how our social services areas failed us. And I'm not talking about the system, the entire United States. I'm talking about black services. I, I can't name. To be honest. I can't name one black business nationally recognized black business. That markets directly to black people. I mean, by black people for black people. At one point in time, there was Ebony and Jet and, well, Black Enterprise does, but who pays attention to them anymore? Like, where, where are they at in the media space at this point in time? And um, Mr. Ed Graves, senior, may God bless his soul. You know, this man was a visionary. But I really don't see I really don't see companies, our companies continually to grind for black people. It's like now. At one point in time, Ebony was our social media. Jet was our social media. We got all of our information from them. And now it's like, man, like who are and where are they getting this information from? It got so bad to where black people started run to, to run to Facebook and Instagram for news. It's pathetic. And you want to know the reason why? It's because we don't have a foundation, y'all. That store in Lithonia, Georgia, I promise you it would boom. I promise you it would. We have to start to think Critically for ourselves, we have gotten so caught up with this pipe dream of the American dream. And being a worker. 
Like what was our original foundation? It damn sure wasn't getting paid at hourly wage. I could tell you that. Because we were slaves. It seems as though that the moment that we started to get paid more, that's the moment that we left our traditional values. In some areas, even, even our spiritual foundation is, is not up to par. You ask a black person to forgive another black person, man, shit, you might as well. You might as well start growing gray hair. You might as well start asking pigs to fly over the moon. We won't do it. That's the spiritual flaw. Even our relationship foundation is broken. We have people pointing at black women. Black men pointing at black women and black men and black women pointing at black men. And we even have black women pointing at other black women and black and black men pointing at other black men. We don't know what the hell we doing. But at the same time. In a straight face. We will all stand up and say, you know what? We're standing for something. Mentally, psychologically, as a group of people, our foundation is not completely there. And I'm going to go back to land. I'm going to go back to ownership. I'm going to go back to us being producers. I'm going to go back to encouraging the black dollar. It's a reason why we're not doing better than our ancestors and forefathers. If we are, we're doing slightly better with access to much more. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows that. But we ain't doing nothing. Now, mind you, there's some people out here that's doing very good. That's, I mean, that's killing the land. They are in... They're making billions of dollars. But in this grand scheme of things, it's not even a drop in the bucket if we compare to other people's wealth. The average income for black families is forty one thousand. It's forty one thousand dollars. So imagine where the mass share of that money's going. It's going toward rent. Because we don't own anything. We don't own the land. 
So now that compounds the problem. But now let's go back to what I was saying. If black people had ownership, then guess what? Where would the lion's share of that money start to go? Back into black people's pocket. So we won't have to worry about paying Sue or Jorge or Ahmad or Jonathan. We can start paying Rich Earl and Brenda Sue and Faye Ann, people like that. Or Portia. Or Diamond. You see what I'm saying? Start paying our own sales. Or at least start being our own landlords, for goodness sake. Think about this. Think about this, right? You want to know why businesses fail? Especially black businesses. Within six months, the business fails. You want to know why? Because they don't have the opportunity to outlast the first, to outlast the bad times. I'm going to say that again. Black businesses do not have the opportunity to last the bad times. Look how long that it took Sears to just close all of his stores. It took about 15 years. You want to know why? Because when Sears first started out, they owned their own land. And they were actually able to build from the ground up. It took them a hundred years to become a household name. What do we have to build on? So that way we can stand withstand the test of time. Because once that starts to happen, once we have things that we can build on, you will surely start to see the psychological, the spiritual, the financial, the health issues. All of those things are, start, are going to start to slowly but surely dwindle away. It's been a proven fact that living in extreme poverty causes mental health conditions. It's a proven fact. Look it up. Especially when you're already feeling oppressed as it is.
So now I want I want everybody to think about this, right? Because really and truly, what have I been explaining the entire time? I talked about the black farmers having a store in our community. Why is that important? You know, we talked about the economics. We talked about everything. But really and truly, what I'm really, really speaking about is inflation. Inflation is the real reason why having your own land is important. Because now, make no mistake about it, rents are going up and food is going up. Gas is going up. Think about how powerful it would be if that same family, that same family of 50 families, right? If they bought those hundred acres and then all of a sudden they go outside and was like, you know, somebody's fishing or something's like, mom, mom, hey, what is that over there? What is it? I don't know. Let's, what? I think it's a, I think it's some type of mind or something. It's a, oh my God. Somebody was mining for either oil or gas here. And then they get the appropriate people out and bing, 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 bing. Next thing you know, under the ground is valuable fossil fuel, whether it's oil, or gas. Think about how much power that would be. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying now? We don't even have opportunities to even explore the land and see what's under the ground because we don't own it. A lot of these people, when they came here and they were given this land, a lot of these people just came and they just would start digging one day and was like, oh shit, it's oil here. It's silver up under there. It's gold up under there. It may not have been a lot, but back then that was a hell of a lot. Or it's petroleum up under there. I'm just saying, don't tell me I'm lying because this shit really happened. Or if it wasn't any of that, the soil was fertile. It's the reason why they call, at, at, at one point in time, they was calling in the United States the breadbasket of the earth. It's a reason. It was a reason for that. I don't know. Or, hey, you know what, just say, you know what, look, we don't want the 30 acres. We got enough room here. Everybody's fine. You know, what? let's just put up some wind turbines. 
Let's make money that way. You won't have to hit a lick at a snake. It may cost you some money to, to finance it, but once, once your business starts going, I'm just saying, these are things, these are opportunities that we don't have available to us because we don't own the land. So we're left with different things like when we're in our apartment and we're thinking about a a great podcast is going to relate to all African-Americans, you know, regardless of your age, whether you're 14 or 65, because that's the audience I speak to in name of the chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, volume number 109. Right. I'm just saying, or if somebody can make a hell of a burger. They got to sell the burgers out of their apartment. They can't even uh, uh, buy a shed from Home Depot and put the, you know what I'm saying? And and build right on their land. They don't got to pay nobody. Hey, man, look, I'm selling burgers this Saturday. Come through. Yeah, don't worry about it. The power is in the earth. The power is in the land. The name of this podcast should have been Can Can Land Ownership Heal Black People? And I'm quite sure that it can. I'm quite sure that these opportunities are available to us. We just got to take care of it. Now that's a whole nother discussion, but anybody going to have pride in their own land. I know I do. I own my own land. Yes, indeed I do. And trying to get more. I want to have something to pass down to my nieces and my nephews. To my family. And that's another thing that comes with land ownership. When we talk about generational wealth. It may not be the type of generational wealth that you may see. Which comes in dollars. But at least your family will know forever and ever and ever and ever. That as long as they pay the taxes. That Grandpa J. Love. Bought this land. In. 2007. And it's been in our family. For over 100 years. In 2107. That's major. That's big. That's power. That's how you. Feed your tribe. I think it's so ridiculous for us to even acknowledge the generations of people that have been living in projects. It's sad. It is sickening. It's 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 not cool. But hold on, though. But when you speak about that, though, here come the excuses. It's time out for the excuses, y'all. 
Because if we're not careful before we know it, we're going to be in a scenario to where we don't have no other choice. Or the majority of people are going to be in a scenario to where they don't have no other choice. They're going to be boxed in. They're going to be boxed in. And we're going to have to make some real, real, real serious decisions. Um, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I would like for you all to do business with a black farmer. If you all don't know um, any black farmers, go to the Black Farmers Association. Look them up on Facebook. Google them. Get to know the black farmers in your area. And if you can't do no business with them, try to do business with a black butcher or a black fisherman. Anybody who's producing food, we got to support them. Because one thing for sure and two things for certain, food will spoil. We don't want to let these people work all summer or work all throughout the year and they don't get the support that they need from our own community. I'm not and I'm not I, I, I'm not mentioning anything about white supremacy or anything like that. I'm tired of talking about that shit. It makes me mad. When we sitting right here looking at each other and the only thing that we could do is talk about who the hell was cheating on who. But I ain't smart enough to support your own fellow man and fellow businesswoman out here trying to make some money. Because at the end of the day, hell, they didn't showed you already. If you thinking that they finna go against their own people and this inner and this inner inner lingering of fighting, if you think that they finna do that, nah, you you got it, you got it all the way messed up. They nah, don't so 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 we gotta step out of that too. But at the same time, though, I know that I didn't talk y'all ears off. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to thank y'all again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Number 109. 109. Just adding a little sauce to it. But um, the Quarantine Lean Edition. Man, y'all can follow me on Facebook um, at Jerome Thornton. Y'all can follow me on um, on Twitter at Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, even though I'm not active on Instagram a whole lot. I still has my uh, my radio name, which is Virtual Hustle. Um, and um, on Facebook, on my business page, which is Thornton Media, I don't post a whole lot on there neither, unless I just see something that's really, really interesting that's um, conducive to our community and our development. Man, I'd like to thank y'all again. Man, we had an awesome year of 2021. Um, I put out a whole lot of great content. And I'm also going to be um, taking things to the next level moving forward in 2022. May God bless you and your family um, and whatever journey that he that he has you on. May peace and blessing come out of it.